Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And fine, kids. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, and Jesse. All we know and all we talk about is booty. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs, your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Already, you know, we've barely, barely joined our uh, little party here, and already uh, our guest and uh, our newest member are at it, (laughs) at their throats. Big show today, everyone. Welcome to Footy Prime. We've got a guest, a true Canadian legend, everyone. Meaning we've got five on this show now, if we include Wonger. We've got an Olympic bronze medalist. <laughs> what do you mean? I've been a legend all my life, you fucker. <laughs> Your title today is I Lost My Virginity Again, Dan. <laughs> to himself. Hey, it's been a slow month. Oh, my month. God. <laughs> he, he punctuated it, though. Again. Again. <laughs> Again, yes. Um, so let me get back to our introduction here. Um, an Olympic bronze medalist, a former head coach, involved in Project 8 as a pathway advisor, and a former teammate and good friend with Amy Walsh, our very that own That should dubs. be yes. first. Come on, lead with that. Okay, you want to lead with that? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rian, Rian Wilkinson joins us. Rian, welcome to Free Prime for the first time. Um, what are you doing? Why? Why would you? Why would you join us? <laughs> why would I join you all? Well, I felt like uh, actually seeing you in person, making fun of Amy. I listened to your oh. podcast most weeks, and I, I really enjoy it. And I thought I wanted in on that. Yeah. That's what is she reason. really? What is she really like? You know, I, oh, I, boy. I can, oh, we've been told a little bit about Olympic camps, and I imagine her. Roaming around the corridors, watching everybody, the no fun zone Amy, <laughs> stopping everybody from hooking up. How did I get branded to- that way? You told the story. I heard I it. I know, it. but it doesn't make me no fun Amy. Uh, can I just call you what you are, cock blocker? Mm. <laughs> Rian, come to my rescue, please. Now we, we've got a cock blocker and a pity grabber. Yeah. <laughs> did you hear that one, Rian? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's Maybe I best don't. that you didn't. 
No, yeah. no, thank you. Gosh. This day and age, no, thank you. Hey, were you witness to the Yao Ming episode with Amy? <laughs> uh, I was, and I have a similar photo. I think uh, I'm pretty sure I was like, what a great idea. <laughs> yeah. I do love that Amy showed up with a hockey, a hockey tactics board at the background to the soccer talk. It's always there. Anything's more on brand. I think it's that. <laughs> That's, That's hilarious. Yeah, it's a good looking studio, I must admit. But I like the uh, the hockey soccer mashup. Had to throw a shirt in there. I'm missing Craig's shirt since he moved. There's no shirts behind Craig. We're missing those those, those awkwardly hung in the coat hanger shirts. Yeah, but I did attempt it. I did attempt it, um, but it was uh, pretty hot behind me. Very very white and made me look like a bag of milk. <laughs> yeah your inspo so, currently is mental institution i think <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's well, actually it's pads like... it's a padded yeah. wall <laughs> how many games did you guys play together do you know exactly how many ryan dubs no no idea <laughs> no i mean i i haven't done the research myself I'm no just... i, I was such a, we were playing so few games some years as well so you could we were doing a lot of um, centralized camps as well. So it's not actually the number of games you played together. It's just the years that we were on the team together. That team spent huge, like months and months together through the years. So um, I think there was a reason why that team was so close. We just ended up like, it was almost like a club team, how much time we were together. It was a lot like a club team, wasn't it? I mean, I was actually looking at the you know numbers of and the players most of you at that time were playing more international games uh you know quite a few more and nowadays with the opportunities you see like so Kadisha Buchanan playing around 100 appearances in the last five years or so Jesse Fleming Adriana Leon is up to 60 or so in the last three years this has really got to make the game better the players better the opportunities for for you guys as well and uh, do you see that in the players uh, with more football, more diversity uh, in their playing style? Do you see that uh, improving at a, an incredible rate right now? Yeah, I mean, just the women's game. It's on such an exciting trajectory. It's, all, it's almost like <laughs> we knew it was coming. And this is something that, you know, back Charmaine Hooper, Andrea Neal, these these women who built this program is built on this is what they dreamed of and it was a slow build at times and i've heard you guys talk about it like successes in 2003 that were forgotten you know the next year and on these like these this slow build and now this momentum has hit this this incredible um sort of slide and it slide sounds bad but it's just it's almost like it's gone going so fast we're like wow that now it's happening and it's it's exciting and i can imagine for the players it must be a bit intimidating as well that this is all happening very quickly and it's exciting but it's also a lot of attention very quickly which is which is great but also something that they need to be aware of what is your role uh, exactly with project ace Ryan? Yeah, so, I mean, I've been working um, for Diana to help sort of put together what a player pathway might look like with this new league in Canada, which is obviously so exciting. And Diana, if you haven't, I know she's been on your show, but uh, I'm very biased. She's uh, an incredible woman who um, is so determined and is so clear on what her vision is for, for soccer for women in Canada. And she's just hired me to help she hasn't hired me actually, because I was very clear. I don't want to work for you right now. I just, as in, I want to work for you, but I don't want to have a salary. I just want to make sure I'm supporting you. Um, and so I've been working behind the scenes to make sure that the technical 
uh, side of the game is also advancing as she as she works so hard to bring on sponsorship marketing and, and these new teams to to be the the vanguards of the game here in Canada. So let's say they were going to pay you at some point <laughs> down, down the line. In what capacity? I mean, you've coached before. You obviously you really enjoyed the, the building side of things, the building the pathways. In, in a perfect world, in, in, in a distant league, 2025, um, what would be your ideal role in, in that league? Yeah, well, we're discussing it now, whether this is something that uh, I want to do, and that would be to help help um, advance the the technical side of the game to make sure that I'm – what making sure that the the coaches are of a certain level that the tactical and technical side for each team is is of a standard um that's something we're in talks about now to make it more official um but it also means i'd be stepping away from coaching which is a hard thing to to imagine i'm between jobs right now but anyone who's a coach is often between jobs i've come to realize right jimmy um, <laughs> yeah let's talk about it it's part of the reality and uh, yeah, you, you get exciting opportunities and, and you get fired or you walk away like I did. So that's, it's tough, but it, it does mean that if I take on this project eight role, which is not formalized or official, but if I choose to go that way, it would be stepping away from coaching, which is, which is hard to consider right now. You know, the you, thing is, it is, sorry. it is hard to consider, but at the same time, there is longevity in the position that you'd go into. Yep. So that's yep. something that you can prepare for for the next five, 10 years, whatever you wanted to do. But you'll, you'll miss the buzz of coaching, that's for sure. Absolutely. So it's, it, they're, they're all exciting opportunities. And that's one reason where we want a, a league in Canada is to have these opportunities for coaches as well as players, right? Like I could never live in Canada before and, and do my job. Um, so it is something I'm very aware of, and it's a privilege that Diana has created for me, which I'm, I'm very grateful for. If you had your druthers, then Re, where where would you coach? Like you could pick anywhere to go coach. Which league would you go to? Like what would be a challenge that would challenge you as a coach, but that you you love to experience? I mean, sometimes it's it's not a league; it's a team. I think like I was working with a pretty incredible club down in Portland, just amazing fan base there who, who make that experience so special. And it does show what women's soccer can do. I think they're really at the forefront of that. Um, and so anything would be a little bit of a different experience. There's not many other teams that can deliver that. I do think the British league the, in England, sorry, the English league is very exciting, but so are teams in Spain now coming along that are so exciting. There's so many U S teams that are exciting and that, and the momentum that are going on there. There's, there's a lot of really, really great projects happening and, uh, that I'm excited about to be a fan of and maybe one day be involved in, but we'll have to see. Hey, Dubs, I mean, you, you also might one day, who knows, be involved with the Project 8 team. Who knows, right? Would you rather work with Ryan or would you like to be a competitor against your pal rivalry, you know, in some capacity? What would be ideal for you? Well, before I answer that, can you just say Ryan's name one more time? Okay, Ryan. There seems right? to be just a little bit of hesitancy as it comes you know what? Shut up. out of your mouth. <laughs> you... You said Rianne when we started this, this show. Fuck today. You, no, you, you did. I did not say that. Did, and we're, I'm going to clip it and I'm going to put it out on Twitter. I promise you because you confused the fuck out of me. I'm thinking, you told me it was Rianne. I've always said Rianne. And you said Rianne. Oh, sure. I've never in my life said Rianne. And in fact, Rianne just lets it like wash over oh. now. Doesn't like doesn't get upset at all. And I would be the one who would be indignant and be like, it's Rianne. Like there's only one person to blame. There's only one person, and it's my mother. And I've spoken to her about it, but uh, she's not here right now. So I actually, I was going to blame your mother. I, it oh, is yeah. your mother's fault. It is my mother's it's fault. It's a my stupid name. 
my name. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, Charms fucking sucks with me. <laughs> you know, and this is why I have this PTSD from the whole Sinky Cincy uh, debacle. No, that's oh, bad. Oh, that is. I know, that bad. <laughs> for, year, for years, I called her Cincy. I, no I wonder she didn't do any face. interviews with you. I know. It's not yeah, my proudest moment, but Dubs point. knows this, my weakness, and she, mm-hmm. and she just goes for it every time she yeah. can. But I, you did say Rianne, and I'm going to play it back, and I swear to there God, you're going to no be way. crumbling. No. I could <laughs> be yeah. delirious. I could be drunk, and I would never, ever say Rianne's name that way. <laughs> okay, JC. We'll, we'll clip it, okay? We'll find it. Back to my question. Yes. Dubs. <laughs> Do you remember what it was before the evisceration attempt? Yes. Would I rather work alongside Rian or against her? Yeah. Um, alongside. Rian sucks to play against. And so I imagine she'd be a nightmare to, to coach against or to be up against in, you know, no matter what role she'd have in the organization. Because she mentioned Diana being determined. Um, but Rian's one of the most determined people I've ever met. And we would all, we would always get into, into little scraps and fights on the pitch over stupid shit, but it would, it would kind of come to blows and then we would be pals again at the end, which I have to say in, in women's sport, isn't always the way that it goes. So it was refreshing to have a teammate, a really good pal, um, and, and a friend that you knew that you could, you could kick the you shit push, out of. you could kick the shit out of, you could push, you could maximize her potential. I knew that she was getting the best out of me. Um, and then we could cram it to Sinky's car and go back to the apartments after and, and, and have a laugh. So that, that's always fun. So definitely with Rian, not against. <laughs> Do you agree, Rian? Would you like to be a, a teammate once again in some capacity with, with dubs or are you, completely contrary to that and you want to just take her on completely cut no no i <laughs> work with her but i love that aim was like oh rian was such a competitor if you guys ever i lo- i'd love to pull amy's opponents like i've never seen anyone with like a more distinct like competitive switch like the the, the kindest nicest funniest person off the field, like on the field just incredible warrior and intensity. And my stepfather still talks about her as a teenager because she played against my stepsisters growing up. And he's like, I, I've never seen anyone like <laughs> by some of the tackles that were more leg than ball. And uh, yeah, yeah, she's often discussed in our household. <laughs> and, and I think, was it somebody who actually stitched me up at a field on the West Island because I cut open my head? Oh, was it my stepmother or yep. my stepfather's ex-wife? Uh, there we go. I was, I didn't, I didn't want to say it, but you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. You're welcome. Yeah, um, it was, it was in my Sinead era. So my hair was cropped very short. So it was very easy to get three stitches and come Sinead back onto the era. pitch afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> the other, the other thing I was thinking was, uh, Rian used the word disgust and I was thinking D-I-S-G-U-S-T, not disgust. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking that's perfect for dubs. Interchangeable, right? That's true. That's fair. Oh, well. Yeah, must be the the ginger streak in her. Oh, I think is, is what the really. switch hits the switch. You know, we most of them do. Those people. <laughs> um, I do think, I really like, sorry, I just bring it back to like the, it was so exciting. What you're just even having Amy as as in the league at all in Project Eight, having Canadians, whether Craig, Jimmy, Char- like all of us, to have this opportunity to do our jobs and to work in the game or talk about the game that we love so much in Canada for the men and the women. Um, I just like, obviously I've, I've just been with the men's national team and there's been this sort of real, um, 
discussion on the game right now, which I love. I love that we are becoming a country that talks about it and um, that soon we're going to have the women's league here in Canada to be something that we're, that is just part of our weekly news. Like this is how the teams perform. This is what we're doing. And it's been so long in the making and it's still not here, but it's in this build phase. Um, and looking forward to having all these people that are involved in the game now that have so much commentary on it um, to actually come out and support the game, whether it's financially or with their feet or with promoting it on social media, because it's very much in the build phase and we need everyone um, in the soccer community supporting and moving with this this momentum right now. What was that experience like with the, with the Gold Cup team? Well, they're with the Gold Cup now, but at Nations League, I, I um, had been talking. Yeah, no, no, it's I mean, this. There's all these new tournaments. It's, I think the Nations League is going to become even more important. I think you discussed it. The the Gold Cup it overlaps with all the preseasons for a lot of our European based players. So the Nations League having the the whole team there, and I'd been talking to John and just being just being out of the game for a little bit, and um, I sort of. He's a mentor of mine. I think the world of him and he allowed me to come in just to to help support with the technical element. This was not um, a position that was open. It was a, a something I wanted and asked for. And, and he's a very loyal, loyal guy who gave me that opportunity to just come in and be around good people, hardworking people, hard, high performers. Um, and I loved it. I, I hadn't worked with the men's team before, but what a what a good group of guys who are really just scratching the surface of what they are going to be achieving very soon. It's interesting, right? I mean, we keep talking about, yeah, women getting involved in women's soccer and obviously that's, that's key. It's important, but obviously there's no reason why women can't get involved in men's soccer as well. So, so that opportunity that you were given, I think is, is a big moment probably for, for this program. You, know, you, you mentioned that you played under John, obviously for a number of years um, and now you've coached with him. Has he changed as a coach since you played under him compared to now? John's always evolving. And I am a huge fan of John's, but I am also someone who fights with him quite regularly. And I mean, he tells the story the first time we met, we actually got into a discussion, we'll call it. Um, but yeah, he is always evolving. He's always changing. He's always pushing himself. And um, I like that. It's something that I personally couldn't keep up with. I think a lot of people have trouble keeping up with John. He really is always pushing himself. He's never, he never like um, wants things to stay the same. He, and I think that frustrates people. You're like, why are you changing something? But he, he constantly is, is trying things. And um, I think it's, it's a form of bravery that people don't, talk about very much because you get critiqued as a coach if you never change and if you're always trying and tinkering things trying to build something to figure out partnerships to try different formations like then you're accused of of messing with something that works so you can't win um but he's definitely someone who is always cutting edge with what he's doing and so yeah he's a new coach now to what i saw when i played for or worked for him in 2017 when he left um or 2018 i think at the beginning so i it is. It's it's really inspiring to watch and frustrating sometimes to try and keep up with him. But um, I'm I feel very honored to have been allowed uh, the privilege to to peek behind the curtain. I know a lot of people would want that opportunity, and um, and I was gifted it because he's he's a good he's a good friend to me, and he's a great mentor. I feel very lucky for, for that. Is it thanks to John Ree that you find yourself in coaching and you're so passionate about it with that? The, it was the elite player, elite coach, right? That you and Carm kind of got yeah. 
um, shepherded through and it was John that sort of created that? Yeah, he created, he created the program. He made it up elite player, elite coach. I got injured when I was at the end of my career and he saw that I was taking my coaching badges and I didn't want to be a coach. I wanted to be an English teacher. Um, I was just doing it because I was bored and it was in front of me. And then he allowed me to be an assistant coach for the under twenties in the world cup in Canada, 2014. And you realize very quickly that coaching is teaching and it's the element of the game that I love and watching Carm go through the same program. And then Robin Gale, I watched Melissa Tancredi working with the women's team. Now Bev Priestman, who I just heard what an amazing interview with such an incredible woman is a product of John Herdman. You look at all these men coming through now that have, that have learned under him and I, and getting excited for what they're going to do. Cause we are the women are the graduates of sort of his program now. And you can see so many of us still in the game, um, which is exciting. I think it keeps building and he wants to encourage people to stay in the game. And all of you here that are talking about it know how hard it was to try and make a career post retirement. It was awful. We lost Amy for so many years because she chose to be a mother. That is ludicrous that we lose our top athletes, our best eyes and minds in the game because they want to have a family that was the decision most we lost you to english because you could have helped jimmy out with his english isn't the best (laughs) (laughs) i'm off my soapbox but i i'm a i'm (laughs) that is a great legacy right i think about that you know coaches and how many of their players stay in the game and get into coaching right that is a yep. good, you know, demonstration of perhaps them and their how, how they influenced and inspired their, their charges. It's impressive. I'm going to ask you about, you know, the, the most recent Nations League window, Atiba, and, and how I imagine it's pretty emotional in that room. Was that kind of the elephant in the room over that camp that this is going to be, you know, the for me the face of Canadian soccer? His last go, his last kick at the can. Yeah, what a wonderful man, and what a servant to the game he's been and you know I think um I'm not privy to personal conversations between him and John or him and the team but he is he's a lot like Sinky he's not interested in fanfare and charms (laughs) shut up dubs (laughs) you know there there was discussions before games happened about how this tournament was going to go for him and uh he he was first of all, very welcoming of me. We barely knew each other and just being welcomed into the environment by such a legend of the game and um, being allowed to be a part of his send off was, was pretty special and watching his teammates celebrate that and talk about him. It wasn't a focal point. Um, I don't think he wanted it to be and and no one needed that extra emotion anyway. Um, But it was pretty, pretty um, awesome to see when it, when it was finally said and done and they, they got to say their goodbyes and I got to witness that was, was pretty pretty touching moving I think the real question though that everybody's wondering about for Nations League is was Phil Neville yelling at everybody during breakfast time or was he (laughs) an affable fellow what was Phil Neville (laughs) what was he like um, I actually interviewed with jo- uh, with Phil when um, I was I was trying to get the assistant job for England, and he was the England coach back then. So I I didn't know him, but I I had had some conversations with him. Um, I would say he he can switch on the competitor mode, like um, like many of, of of us that have competed at the top level. But really, really great guy, and Rich Shaw as well these guys that are there and that John, John's very good at getting new people in new faces, new energies and trying to find the best fit. And, 
Um, he, it's always, it would be great to interview people that are working for John for the first time, um, who have worked for people like Alex Ferguson, right? Like these are top, top, top legends of the game and, and how they, how John compares because the game has changed so much. Um, but it's, it'd be interesting because I know that they work at a level and uh, diligence that they have not experienced before. And it's, it's pretty cool to see people hitting that for the first time. And I find it quite funny. <laughs> yeah. What is it like with John? I mean, cause he's, he's always on, right? It seems he's always switched on. Like, is it like, you know, a massive amount of WhatsApp messages each morning you wake up, you know, the meetings, like the meetings, what is it like in that, that world, the John Herbman world when, when you're working for him? Well, he knows that not many people can keep up with his pace. So he he um, trusts people to get their job done in a certain way, but he knows what everyone is doing. Um, so that there's sort of like different groups that work together. Um, so I had I had I was really excited to work with Maro for the first time. So I was working more with Maro and um, John oversees the bigger picture parts and everyone has their smaller parts to play. And then you come together, at least, you know, twice a day. Um, but most of the time you're working on your own projects um, and he'll check in and there'll be questions. And he, and he often, he often prods you a little bit at the beginning or the end of each day as a staff to, to keep, keep pushing because he can keep a standard of work that that's challenging for most. And if you haven't been in that environment, I know as a player, it was mind blowing to me, but uh, you better get your exercise done before seven thirty in the morning. Cause you're going, you're going till about 10 at night um, because you want to, as I said, I, I asked, I begged to be able to come into this camp. Um, I would pay for the opportunity. And um, that's a, a a choice I want to make. And a lot of people are in that same boat. I think he's often criticized for who comes into his camps, but you, we are not privy to details of what people are, are actually asking for paying for to be a part of such a, a unique um, setup there. It's not just John, his whole staff is high performing and good, good people. It is really cool to be a part of it. I think his personality would really suit club football. Don't you like he, because he's so intense. I think that sometimes it must frustrate him because well, he talks about time or lack of time with the, the national teams. Um, yeah. And I think the day, to, day in, day out, that sort of thing would be, I think he would have a hard time stepping away. You need to need somebody to tell him that you need to take a couple of days off. But I think his personality would be perfect for club football. Yeah, I mean, the hero of John's story is his wife, Claire. I mean, we need to give huge kudos to that woman. She's amazing. And she allows him to have a full life with two amazing children while still giving so much time and energy. <laughs> um, but I would say like, obviously there's been quite a lot of criticism uh, towards John and it's, you know, there, there is a funding problem right now. Bev was so eloquent about it. Um, I think my biggest piece is there's been frustrations at, and they're ongoing with Canada Soccer and CSB. They're ongoing. Um, we talk about the women trying to get everything over the line before they go to the World Cup. Um, there's huge realities about that. We need to keep our finger on the pulse, but it can't turn against our national teams. And I hate the men versus women thing. I think it is, it's redactive. It's, it's pointless. Like I, I'm such a fan of the game, of the people that play for our country. And maybe it wasn't the performance that we would have wanted, but my goodness, the, the, the huge growth that this team has made. I looked, I was looking up like, where was this team when John took it over and where are they now? And making the world cup four years earlier than predicted. And then, 
you know, the performances there that, yeah, we wish they'd, they'd won games, but you can't, you cannot hurry experience. I think Man City is a great example of that. You know, you can buy the best players in the world. They still won't win. And John is building that and creating sometimes the best players. Like they, they're coming up. He's finding them. He's developing them. They're choosing to play for their country. And we have to keep ourselves positive, critique them because that's our job. Um, but I love that John didn't go at the team in the press conference. You know, as a coach, you learn very early on to rewatch a game before you make any big judgments on, on what you saw. And that is between you and the players in the locker room um, or privately with individuals. And um, there's a lot of motion after that game from pundits and just being aware that the fans follow the pundits. So we've got to make sure that we're continuing to support our national teams during this challenging time um, because it's, it's ongoing and we want the momentum to grow. And if we start laying it on our, our national teams and our national coaches, we're, we're really stunting these, these fans that are right on the fence right now that do you support hockey or soccer? Well, let's, let's keep them supporting our teams and being excited by the huge growth that we've had and the massive success of the women's team, the gold medal from Bev Herdman. Uh, Bev Herdman. <laughs> Reestman, um, that's the matchup we need. <laughs> skip right over that. I'm not going to let you have a window there, Amy. And then uh, the men's team. It is a it's a time of excitement in Canada, and I don't want to get away from that right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think at the same time, well, listen, we were all pretty hard on on the team on Monday's podcast, um, and I think that also demonstrates how we are growing as a soccer nation too, though. Right, yeah. we're not there yet, but I think you have to be critical when 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 called upon. Um, but do it fairly and constructively yeah. and with a little bit of insight and maybe a little bit of intelligence sprinkled in there. But yeah, emotion definitely plays a part as well, for of sure. Yeah. And coaches have that privilege, right? They're, they're like, I'm going to take a second where pundits are like on the field, some of them, exactly. and they're reacting with huge emotion. And it's, it's just this awareness piece that that is the first thing you learn as a coach, like try your best not to like get after a player straight away or a team because you have to rewatch it because you're so caught up in that moment. Um, but it is exciting that that's where we're at at Canada. We're like, oh, we just showed up. Well, we made a final exactly. Exactly. that is so incredibly exciting. It's been a long time and a number of you on this podcast can speak to that experience and you could see that it, they, they need more than one final to really perform. And, it, and they've got other levels in them. We know that. Yeah. I think it's now too, in Canada, the, the public, the media are a lot more educated about the game as well. So when they do critique the team, it's because we've got players now that are playing at a high level, both men and women, and that expectation of winning is there now. Yep. Whereas before, I don't think people were too educated. We didn't have players playing at the highest level. And when you see the potential that this team has and the women's team, yep. we, we've, we've got to be a little bit critical in, in performances if, if they don't show up. But at the same time, when they do perform, I think we're, we're all the first ones to say, hey, well done. That was brilliant. Absolutely. I, I heard all of you guys yeah. back in Canada for the final. I, I think that is absolutely the line we take. We have to critique them. <laughs> Who's right? Yeah. Someone, yeah. But I, do, I also think like these are young men, and you can't say that Alfonso Davies, because he plays at Bayern, that pressure is the same as representing your country. It is a unique privilege, and it's different. And yes, you don't have the same fans like that fear, but it's it's this emotional piece. It is it's a choice to play for your country. It is something that these guys are deciding to do in their off time. I think that some of those European players have had no downtime and they're like, I want to play for my country. And it didn't go well. 
it wasn't as in they didn't win it and they wanted to win it. Like what a story it would have been for Atiba, you know, but it wasn't a lack of heart or grit. It was, it was almost like over. I don't know. I don't know why they weren't able to put their best foot forward, but they will. And we have to just keep remembering that it's a choice they're making. We want these men to continue to love playing for their country because they're adored by us and they are critiqued. They're held accountable, but for, Fairly, as you said, Jimmy, like fairly, just keeping that in mind that they are still very young and they're still learning their trade. I think people forget how young they actually are. And just because you play in a big market doesn't mean that you can turn it on and off. They're still learning that. Yeah, it's, it's great. Well, well said. I mean, I've asked Jimmy and Craig and Dubs this numerous times what it felt like to put that Canadian shirt on and nothing but pride. They, they love playing for their country. How was it for you? I mean, obviously, we know you have pride playing for your country, but when, when you got in that camp for the first time, you put that shirt on. Can you describe what it felt like? I pulled on that extra, extra large men's jersey. <laughs> and I, um, <laughs> that itchy, itchy material. Itchy material. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I took so many pictures. I, um, all of us here did not play for the financial gain of, of playing for your country. It really was such a, such an honor. And many of us, my, both my parents are immigrants and um, the opportunities I was given as a Canadian that I would not have possibly had, had I stayed growing up in Wales meant that that Jersey gave me a whole life, a life I would not have had in, in another country. And, I felt that. I felt that because my parents made a conscious decision to stay in Canada when I was nine because of what Canada gave me as a as a woman, a young woman. Um, and I got I got to be the bearer of that. You know, like my family chose to live away from their own parents, my cousins, my aunts and uncles to give my sister and I a different life and my brother, too, because he's now raising girls in Canada. So that's yeah, that all comes with the jersey. It's that's what I mean. It's not one thing. It's so many things to different people, and it's it's always this choice you're making for that ten dollars a day per diem, um, and the, you the friend- ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got more, please. Yeah, <laughs> ten dollars too, I think. Oh yeah. You're lucky we got that back then. <laughs> so there was there was gender equity back then. <laughs> Christ. Ten bucks yeah. went a long way though. Yeah. Got you yourself at lunch. Oh yeah, yeah you sound like you're you about drink. seventy years old. Back in my day, yeah. <laughs> I was, and something I I think I just want to say, which is it's maybe a bit controversial right now. And I'm I'm someone who left Canada soccer because I I was having issues. I was I was challenged back a couple of years ago, and um, I was watching some of the Canada soccer staff. We've had so much turnover. There's been so many people leaving, and there's a threadbare group of people that are hold, holding the organization together. And I was, I was watching a few of like our events team that should be a team of 12 people. And that's like two people that are doing the job and, and they're, they're giving everything they have right now to the organization. And we need to keep putting pressure on them and CSB. Um, and they speak so eloquently CSB and just not much is always said. And let's make sure we keep, keep making sure that, um, our teams are being looked after, but uh, there's there's a group of people at Canada Soccer that continue to get bashed. Um, and I want us to start building again now. It's it's this challenge, like we're we're at the bottom. I think we're very close to the bottom if we're not there. And um, I, I... 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you think that the organization has done a phenomenal job hiring some great people that are right under those executive levels that are, that are really working so hard right now? And I just want to make a shout out to them because I don't think that they are getting any attention right now. And I can imagine that it's hard to tell people that you work for Canada soccer um, and I don't work for them and I have no skin in the game and I left. Um, but I am going to say that because I, I did see some some people that are right on the right on the cusp when I was working for the team that are forgotten about right now that are that are trying their best to keep everyone afloat. You're such a nice person. Well, why did we end up with Amy? <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Can we get a substitution? Are you are you substitute busy? Thirteen. <laughs> this is this is the the hazard. She's almost too I guess, nice. Of, She's almost of, too nice. You don't want to take the piss out of her. No, but in fairness, when, when Amy first joined us, she was nice too. That's true. It's no, right. Take the piss out of Dubs right away. Yeah, <laughs> no, we, we we broke it down pretty quickly. Has she, has she talked about her barrel jumping yet? Oh God! Uh, no man. barrel jumping. Okay. <laughs> On the stage her skates and her barrel jumping, yes. Tell us. I grew up in St. Bruno, and there was a guy who came over from Europe, and it was a very niche thing to do barrel jumping. So you're on speed skates on a hockey rink, and you start at the (laughs) – Yeah. And so they they were like the world record holders, this dad and his two sons. And so they ran uh, like a speed skating and a barrel jumping club out of the rink in St. Bruno where I grew up and I could do seven barrels guys. What? Yeah. What do you mean world record? Seven. How many people compete in this? Three. The dad and his <laughs> <That's right>. And <laughs> Amy. And Amy was a family affair. Barrels. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't close, but I was a barrel of laughs. Well, what's, oh, what's the record oh, then? What's the record? Oh, uh, <laughs> what's so the record for barrels? How big are the barrels? Oh, it was something that they're like, it's like 20 and a half. I used to watch it on CBS Sports Spectacular what? on oh. Saturdays. The egg oh, yeah. It's a real thing. And it's <laughs> validating my life. Yeah, all the Americans who did it were from the north, like Maine, Vermont, Wisconsin, all that. And then it was always a Quebecer uh, who was <laughs> representing. Yeah, and maybe Walsh, but usually like a uh, La Fontaine or one of the like full on right. old yeah, school Berlin. Yeah, exactly. I have to see this. I- yeah, oh yeah, you gotta look at it. Like, it's awesome. Go on YouTube. Me and my sisters. It's fantastic. And uh, and yeah, it was it was bananas. And in in Quebec, we had like uh, every Saturday morning. Do you remember the show? Re? It was called Les Zero du Samedi. No, you're much older than me. Oh fuck, I do. Ian, come I do. on. I do. And uh, so it was like a little like a local 
sports show that would highlight all the grassroots sports and, and kids that were, were doing really well. And so my sisters and I in our little speed skating and barrel jumping club were on Saturday Morning Heroes in Quebec. <laughs> it was a big deal at the time. <laughs> nice. Up nice. But Dubs, uh, see, I'm thinking that you're so competitive, you might have a Nancy Kerrigan story in the background. Oh, no, come on. <laughs> Making me out to be some monster. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Barrel jumping. 1958. I'm not that old. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I don't know if everybody heard Jeez. it before, though. We were, we were chattering about the barrel jumping, and Jimmy's like, get a life. <laughs> yeah. Barrel jumping. So you, you did seven barrels? I did. Jesus Christ. It's pretty yep, impressive. Like a, like a 12-year-old. Must have been a lot of fun in Quebec. <laughs> did you ever try it, back to it? Ever give it a whirl? Did you ever try it? No. I think we were having a, you know, just sitting around one day. She's like, hey, do you guys ever barrel jump? <laughs> earnestly, on. right? So earnestly. She wanted no, to share. Yeah. Just <laughs> desperate to share my experience. Look what but I can do. Rian, you've done some, you've done some weird shit, like I'm growing up. We're talking about you. No, right? talk about all the, all the trips that you went on with your dad and how all the, like the five hour hikes you go on now. You know, we, I'm going to shift gears a bit. We would like, yeah, when we lived in Vancouver, we'd be like uh, all in apartments, but like all down the same hallway. So we'd all congregate and like, okay, we're going to watch a movie. And then we'd it'd be a disaster, like spend 20 minutes trying to figure out a movie that we would want to watch, finally decide upon something. And then five minutes in, I'd look over at Rian, have her nose in her book. Be yeah. like, Rian, you're not even watching. Okay, well. and she, would, she would leave like 45 minutes and go in a room and just read her book. It's because she's bored with the company. Yes. Oh, God. Clearly. Got more barrel jumping stories, Amy? Christ. No, re and go. It. You have some unique well, one childhood experience. This is actually a recent story. I do tend to wander. I just, I'll get, every, all my friends know I just sort of leave. I just do what I want. She Kaiser so says. She just disappears. <laughs> but I, w I went, I didn't get out of the hotel much when we were in Vegas. So we were working. And also it was so hot I didn't want to get out of the hotel. But one day I... I hadn't heard from John. And so I was like, oh, we're not having a technical meeting in this next few hours. This is brilliant. I'm going to go for a walk. I need to just get out. And I was walking and got lost in Vegas. So I got a, the WhatsApp. We're meeting in 15 minutes. And I said, that is amazing. And I hope you have a wonderful meeting <laughs> <laughs> because I am in Vegas somewhere. And um, I will find my way home. But <laughs> so. Yeah. I've, I liked reintroducing myself to John and his staff. So those that knew me were just like, of course, she's got <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> many, How many, how many hours later did you, did you find yourself back at the hotel? It was, it was about an hour and a bit longer than I'd planned. I tried to cut through a, a golf course and I was <laughs> a great overweight man. It turned out it was some sort of like ludicrous tee off cost. And I was like, Oh, look, there's a little path through there. That'll cut off some time. Had to, they sent me all the way back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I made it back. But that is, I I do get in trouble a lot for wandering and disappearing somewhere. <laughs> hey, hey Wonga, can we can we do nine questions right right now with Rian? Let's do that. Uh, yeah, I'd love to do yeah. nine. So Rian, we do this thing called uh, get to know me in nine okay. questions with Footy Prime. All right. So that's okay. what we're gonna do for you right now, I, guys. If you go into the private chat. I have nine questions and we can start with Amy and let's go Amy Wonger. Let's go this way. 
Okay. okay. All right. I have to say before we start that I I derailed this segment my second time on the show. And this is maybe the first time it's been back since. Well, so don't thing- fucking blow it, Rian. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is, Rian, she she said, why didn't I get to do nine questions? I really want to do nine questions because like we had her. Yeah, you did. And uh, but the thing is, we had her first on for as a pundit. What's going on with TF? Uh, sorry, CF Montreal. And then she said, why didn't I get to do nine questions? We did it. And it's supposed to be quick answers. Yeah. And she took that like 27 me. minutes. Yeah. And she's, well, let me so, think about that. What is your favorite really... junk food? Well, it's good oh. question, Dan. Um, uh, I don't, I don't think we did it again, did we? Uh, no. No, we? We haven't done it in a while. So here no. we go. Okay. It's Rian's... Where are the questions, Wonger? I can't see them. Where are we doing? In private chat, Craig. I don't know what you're on right now. <laughs> Guys, this is, this is what we got through, Rian. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, who's going, find them. who's going first? Who's on third? Amy's going, going first. first because Amy Wonga, you, common. Yeah. me, Jimmy, JC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What do you miss most about living in Quebec? <laughs> I love that I'm from Quebec. Um, I like the French culture. Um, I like uh, the old part of Montreal, just Montreal, there's the cuisine, everything about it. My mother lives there. My brother and his family live there. Amy is there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I love where I grew up. I think it's such a special place. And and I try and go back a couple times every year because I I miss, I live in Vancouver now and I like Vancouver a lot for outdoors and wilderness, but the culture and the energy in Montreal is uniquely Montreal and I do miss it a lot and Quebec as a whole. What's the last show you binge watched? Oh, crickets. Um, <laughs> documentary, <laughs> film, anything, the last thing you watched that was entertaining. You just told me about I just watched the you watched yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I was really into this um, Finding Joe. It's about Joseph Campbell. And it's it was just on YouTube. And actually, John told me about it. So it all comes back to John. So I guess I drank the Kool-Aid. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I found that really interesting. And so I had read Joseph Campbell and it had put me to sleep for years. Um, but I, I, it was really dumbed down in this YouTube um, movie and I really enjoyed it. I thought for where I'm at in my life and my career, it was a really great way to um, reframe things for myself. So I, I enjoyed that. I, I would suggest everyone watch it. Jimmy, I'm thinking dumbed down could be in line for you and after below deck could be up next for you. No, I can't. I can't binge watch anymore. Below deck. I, I lost a good week of my life. <laughs> what, what player did you hate playing against uh, in either practice or a game? Other than Amy. Um, I, I uh, hated Kale and Kyle. <laughs> practice <laughs> i love kaylin but she she knew how to like get you her like shit talking was so r- straight to your heart like, <laughs> so mean and, uh, <laughs> get you to lose your temper and she's like oh i thought you were the captain <laughs> to you know put the team first and not lo- like she would just like and uh you know <laughs> that's awesome she was, I remember one practice, she had got me so angry and Sinky was on her team. And I, I looked at Sinky, I'm like, pass her the ball, pass her the ball. And I was lining her up and Sinky was like, all right. <laughs> she just. <laughs> um, pass. That's amazing. I mean, other than the whole of the American team and I'm friends with some of them now, some, but you know, like that, 
that rivalry, we never won. So calling it a rivalry is a bit, a bit of a stretch, but uh, we really disliked them. And that probably continues on the men's side as well as the women's. There's our social clip. Okay, JC Wunger, and then we'll we'll tag Kaylin, and then she'll retweet it, and we'll get a million followers in about yep, 10 days. That's how we're yeah. gonna do no, it. No, this the social clip is Bev Herdman. Let's blast <laughs> that all over Twitter. No, no, actually the the, the social clip dubs is Rianne Wilkinson. Actually, oh my god. Thank you for all of this, way. guys. It's really gonna do my reputation a work. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't right, you paying uh, us for this too? For this <laughs> media hit? You're paying us, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But under the table, I thought we were mentioning so. it. <laughs> Ten bucks. If, if Canada is knocked out of a tournament, which country do you cheer for? Um men's or women's? Well, women's, I was just coaching England. So I, I've, um, a big fan of a lot of those players. Um, so it would be England and then on the men's side, Wales, but they're going to get knocked out too. So then, (laughs) (laughs) um, and then my father was English. So there's a little bit of heritage there that I guess I have to follow. Fine choices. It's never a long tournament for me. And then I guess <laughs> everyone is a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious to know what, what's your favorite book? Um, favorite book. I'm sure you are, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really curious. <laughs> really curious. I, um, I lo- started reading Bernard Cornwell books or historical fiction when I was quite young. And that got me really interested in reading. So I always say they're not like the fancy books. It's not like, oh, George Orwell. I'm saying Bernard Cornwell books. He wrote the Sharp series, um, Trafalgar. And then I started watching like his or listen, reading, sorry, his King Arthur trilogy. And it really just got me into reading. So I usually say those books just because they were a catalyst for really and enjoying literature um but i'm not a fancy reader um as i said i use joseph campbell as a sleep aid not not to impress <laughs> well, others knowledge <laughs> i tell you what if you want a fun book to read yeah and i read it in a day and a half we need the poo <laughs> yes no it's called how not to be a footballer paul mercer's paul mercer uh, yeah autobiography it was awesome cool yeah i'd love that check Thank that you. out how many books do you have on your on your nightstand currently? A lot. Yeah, me as well. <laughs> I know that's their props, Jimmy. Rian actually reads hers. Not, not magazines, Jimmy. Books. <laughs> Jimmy, I'll do, do it. it together so it just looks nice. <laughs> oh, God. The 442 to come out. I love 442. I, I grew up mm. reading it. I just saw the cover of the, the next edition with the Women's World Cup. I thought that was so cool how far it came because – there was never any women in it growing up. And then there'd start to be a little blurb. And now like this whole edition of 442, this magazine that I've, I've always really enjoyed. So that's, yeah. I'm definitely getting that soon. Yeah. I, I actually get Rich Laverty. I think I, he's a great follow on, on uh, Twitter for women's football. Yeah. Who's on the cover. Is it like a, is it a bunch of players or is it one specific player on the cover? It's players. So it's, it's, it's doing the country breakdown. It, it's yeah. just a really, wonderful visual introduction to I think fans of the game that are newer especially in Europe with the, the success of the Euros and in, in England but also of these of these incredible countries coming through and uh yeah who do you, I think it's I think Spain might take it England or Ooh. Spain I think this World Cup and Canada is going to have a great showing so I'm really excited for it 
Let's hope so. Not, not you know who again. Um, okay, JC, your turn to pose the question. Hi, Rian. Uh, it's me, JC. Uh, first time <laughs> caller, big fan. Um, when you're feeling naughty and you're like, mm, I want to just cheat on my normal food, what's your favorite junk food? <laughs> <laughs> I love cheese. <laughs> Not a junk That's food. Not a junk food. I'm talking processed. I am going to guess well in our 40s. Cheese is a junk food at this point in our life. So um, I, I do like um, I do like M&M's, the peanut ones. Like those a lot. Um, I like black licorice a lot. I honestly think of like an 80 to 85 year old woman and most of their like nutrition choices and humbugs. Yeah. Do you like those have those humbugs butterscotch candies licorice licorice all sorts <laughs> yeah. oh. this is true guys this is honestly you've described me these are sort of my friend group are usually in their 80s i bet you got <laughs> the, the butterscotch sweets as well on your table don't you grandma used to pick yeah, the wrappers the yeah. humble, no, they don't have any wrappers. They've got like pocket lint on them. And they're oh, like, yeah. oh, just keep eating it. Yeah. There you go. Here's they dust it off and give it to you. Yeah, they pull it out of your pocket. It's like a little licorice, a little sweet. <laughs> don't don't tell your mom. You should get your bone density checked, I think, as well. I do. You should. You're never too young. It's true. What do you say there, Dubs? Say that again. Well, because Rian makes her dietary choices are similar to an 85-year-old woman. So I say, go get no. your bone. Bone density check. That's that's what I was waiting for. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's been juvenile. It's been juvenile. Yeah. Just you having yeah. a tea and a biscuit shortly, won't you, Rian? <laughs> yeah. Are you oh, a dunker? What was that name again? There, Jimmy. Rian. 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 My God. Rian. You always yes. need friends, Jimmy. Dubs, ask the question. Dubs, come on. Oh, crisis, me again? Yeah. Stand by. All right. It's Liverpool. I met. Oh, there you go. Favorite professional team. You can ask the next one, Dubs. But why (laughs) Liverpool? I mean, when we were growing up, first we didn't have a television. And then my father, my mom went on holiday and my father got one for the Rugby World Cup. We had this little Wait, team. how old of are you? You did. didn't have a TV? My parents were okay. Like, there's a reason I'm an 80-year-old woman right now. <laughs> <laughs> you may knit or read. <laughs> yeah, you have to talk about your knitting. Yeah, the cross. knit as well? Don't tell me you got plastic over your couch. <laughs> I took it off for the podcast. <laughs> it kept sliding off. Yeah. When you go and we had that one channel, it was it was Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manu. And um my mom was a Man U supporter because of the Welsh Wizard at the time, Ryan Giggs, before Bale took over. My brother was Arsenal, and so um, had to be Liverpool. And so Michael Owen, Gerard, like that group were were definitely players. I grew up uh, with posters all over my wall. Well, good company on the uh, on this pod. Yes. There you well, go. Yeah, there's a reason Amy and I are friends. Yeah. This is right. <laughs> Do you remember the Champions League uh, win and where? Which we one? Which one? <laughs> Where we were. Yeah. Remember we were on that god-awful trip where we played in Copenhagen and then we played like in Oslo. I didn't go on that trip. I got cut for it. But thanks for being oh, Christ. Uh, <laughs> and not only that, Dubs changes nine questions into 
ask the next question, Dubs, please. Oh, this is Sorry. rapid fire. Yeah, oh my God. real rapid fire. All right. Last time you took a penalty and did you score? You missed the one. Who was your childhood hero? I'll do that um, one. All right. And I'm wrecking nine questions <laughs> again. Again. <laughs> well, how about you just do it? Do them back to back. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Peace Queen Cup. I took a penalty um, and I shouldn't have. I think I was the 11th kicker or something. And I was like, oh, oh. I'll never have to take one. And it got to me. And I was like, oh, my God. And I think I was like looking at the other corner and like, Ooh, goalkeeper, think that I'm going. Like Jimmy other way but i'm gonna go this way i like got myself in a full circle and then i think i passed it down the middle but the goalkeeper was so confused by my body language that it went in (laughs) (laughs) and to know rian in 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 real life and to be your friend is to continually be confused by your body language so it all all works out rian hates hugs so i deliberately go in and i linger like extra long until she's kind of like wriggling and like we're done here the double tap yeah <laughs> too long yeah last question hero my childhood hero um i very very much looked up to my father i he was a uh coach the canadian rugby sevens team and he worked as a coach and um worked for the rugby union for a long time and i I was already so into sport and uh, you know, as you get older as a woman, your mother becomes more and more of a superhero. And I look at how much she, she definitely raised the three of us while my dad was off gallivanting with rugby. But uh, as a young sportswoman, just seeing that this passion that he had for the, this game that is stupid um, really made me think that I could follow soccer and leave rugby way behind. Um, easy. Yeah. easy. Yeah. No, my dad was, was definitely someone I looked up to a lot. And that wraps up. Get to know me in nine questions with Footy Crime. The second longest ever. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's nine questions in nine hours. We women are so eloquent and and well spoken that you know we give you lots of lots of detail. Oh yes, let's play the gender card because you want to talk and change the dynamic of this thing. You're welcome. You're welcome, Ryan. <laughs> Not really a rapid fire anymore, is it? No, no. It's like a long, drawn-out, laborious process. Fire. Laborious. Yeah. You invited me on. No, yeah. You were good. It's just that the questionnaires weren't so good. You can shut up. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, Ryan, this has been great. We really enjoyed this. It was fantastic. You can come back on any time. In fact, we know you might well be replacing Dubs. In the not so distant future, so uh, expect our phone call. But sure, you waiting for that one. But thanks so much. This is brilliant. The double-edged sword, though, like as as the, the the lone woman on the show, and then I'm diving into my Rolodex, which nobody owns, Jimmy, but people that I know, <laughs> and they're all these fabulous, accomplished women. So they're coming on. You guys are like, oh, maybe you're Let's not so good, Amy. No, the truth <laughs> of the matter is if, if anyone's leaving this podcast, it's one of the dudes. <laughs> Let's be honest here. I'll go. Yeah, I'll I go. Just, well, I wasn't going to say that, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, guys. I, I love where I'm, I'm a huge fan of the show. I listen to it frequently. As Amy knows, I've lots, I send her questions and critiques after, after the uh but uh, I think it's great. It's an exciting time for soccer in Canada. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to this summer. And good luck to Bev and, and her team. Mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll be watching and cheering. Maybe when we get you back on during the World Cup. Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, actually, I have one more question for you, actually. Um, Wikipedia, according to Wikipedia, you also play the cello for fun. 
for fun. Is, it, <laughs> is, is that even possible, first of all? Um, and secondly, <laughs> is, is it close by and can you strum a song for us? Strum a song. Here we go. Um, my uh, cello is in Montreal. Oh, but, uh, I, I was renting one here during the pandemic just to make sure that my upstairs neighbors... Such a cool. nerd. You're renting a cello. <laughs> I could use a cello. <laughs> I like to show people how I'm feeling. I think that was that was great for playing the cello. Like when you're really mad, you can just send that warning out. Um, yeah, I there's nothing more punk than cello playing. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible, I'm a terrible musician. But, I'm uh, angry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bass. <laughs> Wonger's got the clarinet. He's okay. Oh, Remember that time that? Sid Vicious burned his cello on stage? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, yeah. So there's no money for burning a cello. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Rian, thanks so much. It's brilliant. We'll definitely get you on again soon, hopefully. And uh, yeah, take care. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ray. Thanks. Rian Wilkinson. That was a great chat. You did it again, Dubs. You found another great guest. I know. I just won't come back next week. Just haul in <laughs> the other women that I brought on the show and, and they basically, can uh, on. Yeah, they're interviewing for your position, basically, each time they come on here. Nah. Should we get yeah. to uh, almost an hour in? We should probably get to uh, 30 Are you ready? So, DJ And then we have 30 picks, okay? The first 30 picks, the first 30 picks with TonyBet.ca as our presenting sponsor. Yes. So today, let's look ahead to the, the Gold Cup, shall we? Mm-hmm. Which uh, which kicks off very soon, imminently. Canada's playing course next week. Um, looking at the outrights, favorites to win this year's Gold Cup, according to Tony Bear, Mexico at plus 172, favored over the States at plus 191. You can get plus 570 for Canada. So you guys who are so sure Canada was going to win last week in the Nations League, you can still make some significant money a plus 570 if you put a little sprinkle down on Canada. Entering this tournament, where, where are you at, fellas and lady? Where are you at regarding this team? Is it worth putting some money down on that? Yeah. I think at those odds, I think it's a, it's a good bet. Sorry, guys. Bet. How long is the tournament? How long is the Gold Cup? This this Do we three know weeks, the start? Uh, the Let me look it up. List, but three or four yeah. weeks. Is it four weeks? And is it... A couple weeks. And what did the American team look like? We looked, talked about that. No, There's a B ML. team. It's, it's young. It's all mm-hmm. mainly MLS. MLS, right? You said the, the big, the big mm-hmm. names from the Tier One leagues are not there, which is why they're not favorites. Mm-hmm. Which is why this Mexican team, which is their full strength team, um, given that they, they failed in the Nations League, the country is an uproar. They fired their coach. They got an interim guy in there. Um, they got some injuries, but still, they are on paper quite by some margin the the strongest looking teams that's why uh, Mexico are favorites mm. now bear in mind Qatar's in this tournament too right again who saw, who saw dominate the World Cup <laughs> on home soil they had a last last time they played in the Gold Cup they did all right actually they did so. play well yeah they did they're at plus 1394 so there's some significant value there 
Yeah. Is that your podcast time expiring, Charms? You know, you know what this is? This I'm I've got a brisket on my my smoker right now. Oh. <laughs> your timer just says beef. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's it's reached its internal temperature of 160. Now I've got to go up there and I've got to wrap it in foil and stick it back on there for about another five hours. Okay, I'll pick your you finalists. Pick your finalists for the gold cup. We're talking about my my beef right now. Now we got oh, we want to not talk you, about your beef, please. <laughs> It'll be a short conversation. <laughs> really it's a short small, <laughs> small and salty. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to go wrap it in foil now. <laughs> yep. Low and slow for that one, let me tell you. Well, uh... tin foil hats. <laughs> God, we're on fire, Jesus! Um, all right, so who, who you got? I've got, I've got. Listen, I've got the states still winning this thing. I don't trust Mexico right now, and at plus money, at plus one ninety-one for the states, even their B team, you know, they're going to defend this thing. They're going to take it, I think. Now, Canada are intriguing. I just don't know who's going to score their goals. But I will definitely put a little bit on them because, hey, why not? They're our team. And at plus 570, thank Mm -hmm. you very much. I don't see, Craig, anyone else winning this thing. Costa Rica, Panama, Jamaica. I mean, Jamaica's somewhat intriguing, but not really. Jamaica's an interesting one, yeah. Yeah, they got some decent players and they're not – punching their weight at the moment and i think they could be a bit of a surprise but i think at those odds i think i like canada because i think they could get to the final and at that stage you're you're not going to get those odds so i like canada make the final. does this change you know how they always talk about the managerial bump in the prem does this is there a managerial change in international footy too like is there does that work the same way well that's what they hope for but just generally speaking there's the managerial bump that they talk about isn't really that significant, and teams will always bounce back to where they were uh, initially. Uh, I, well, I'm just thinking Mexico, though, because it's mm-hmm. over that period, and it's like, hey, we have to. I mean, Mexico, as you keep saying, Craig, has never been. This is the weakest Mexico side ever. You've mm-hmm. said on the show. So, yeah. do does Canada like? I think Canada, Mexico are due to meet if they win out and do all the, you know, do as, as well as they should be. Mm-hmm. So Canada getting to the final isn't like a bet. Lo- I mean, it's a five to one. Sounds, sounds like a good bet. Sounds like a. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what it is. I think they've got every capable possibility of getting into the final where the goals are coming from is a good question. But at the same time, I think they've got a solid core that they can defend pretty well. And, and uh, there's going to be opportunities for players to, to prove themselves. And I think they're, they're going to be just as hungry as ever. Here's one for you. So the States play Jamaica in their opening match, uh, I believe, tomorrow. Now, mm-hmm. Jamaica is a decent team, up and coming, right? As mentioned, the States, not full strength. You can get, you can get Jamaica in a draw, no bet, a plus 230. Meaning that if, if they win it, you get plus 230. They draw, you get your money back. Mm-hmm. That, oh. that, that's interesting. First game of the tournament is always a little bit you know, strange. Some strange results, albeit... Yeah on US um in a US stadium. That one I, I find quite interesting. Yeah. You know, we're gonna we're gonna you follow know, the is, tournament is, through Tony Bat and and we'll we'll keep doing this each show. But uh yeah that, that interests me. Oftentimes KG are more conservative as well. So maybe on the under. Yeah. Yeah. Oh nice. So just incredible. Yesterday we had a tutorial about how to bet. So it was tutorial one oh one 
with our friend Alex Haig at TonyBet.ca. And so Dubs just figured out what an over and under was. <laughs> hey, listen, still, by the way, we get Alex funny. in the show very soon. And he fits right into what we do here. Um, so I think that would be a fun segment. We'll talk about um, soccer betting. Not not from a you know marketing, hey, get a subscription, start with a Tony Bet, although we'll be doing that, but more about just the science behind it. It's interesting, right? I mean, we yeah. had that, that hour-long chat yesterday, and uh, yeah, it was really interesting, and I think opened some eyes, and that was just the first layer. We could do it again at some point and go a little bit deeper, I think, because, uh, you know, be responsible, but it's a ton of fun. It really is. So as I mentioned, we'll follow the Gold Cup throughout this tournament, and uh, as Canada plays, we'll, we'll bring the odds to you, but... Right now, at plus 570, I'll have some of that, I think. Um, but yeah, like Dub said, overall with them, I think, take the under because I don't know who's going to be scoring their goals. Good value in that brisket. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more thing before we go is stay tuned to our social channels. Uh, we, we, we're designing, or JC is designing, some options for our new logo. There's some fantastic, wicked options. And we're going to leave it up to you, the listener, to decide which one we go with. So we'll, we'll submit three or four on a post, and then we'll have a poll, and you vote four. We've got four, JC. And then we'll have a poll, and you guys will vote. And if we agree with the results, we will let you decide if we don't want to If we agree with your results. Please we'll weigh in. We value your opinion. But if we agree with the results. No, we'll do it like a 50-50. We'll, do, we'll take their opinion and we'll, you know how they do sports writers versus coaches and everyone gets a different percentage. A weighted so vote, be, kind of? Yeah, it's not weighted. It's just 50% our team, 50% supporters. Okay. So then we'll take the average of that. Seems like a lot of math. Oh, God. <laughs> it was like our betting tutorial yesterday. I felt like I was like that that gif from the beautiful mind where all the math is like swirling around your head. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening here. <laughs> Jimmy, by the way, left us. Just some people are saying, where the hell's Jimmy? He left us. Yeah. He, he, he's a meeting. A meeting? Ooh, someone's got a meeting. Very important meeting. Meeting with his nightstand magazines. With his beef. Uh, with his beef. <laughs> I, I can just see, you know how Ikea has those kind of glued books and like yes. fake TV. I can just see Jimmy's house, like his whole library is really one big wall of fake books. He just steals them from Ikea. He's like, Listen, I read every single one of them. We've got to go. My 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 meat is hot My meat is cooked. I'm going to talk about the Gold Cup, though. We talked about Gold Cup, all available on FuboTV.com slash footy prime to subscribe. So get on there. Watch the summer of footy and soccer on Fubo TV. Oh, thanks to Ryan Wilkinson. Brilliant chat. Brilliant She's great. And you know, like she says, good coaches will rewatch games before judging the performance. We should all re-listen to this podcast before really judging how good she was. <laughs> so I think it'll just begin. confirm how good she actually was. I think it will, yes. <laughs> Alright, we're back on uh, Monday. Thank you everyone for listening and uh, keep buying newspapers. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. That doesn't make me no fun, Amy. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 